Welcome to the Shelter Footycast. Will Schofield, Mark Reddings, taking you through all the big stuff in the AFL of the week gone by and coming up ahead. Skeeter, we've got a Patreon now, mate. Are you excited? I've never heard the term Patreon, but I'm on board with you, Scoey. If you take me to the promised land, I'm there. VIP content, discounts, and much more. Backchatstudios.com.au to sign up as a VIP. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Oh, yes, we saw these boys, the Southern River Band, uh, shirtless with Mark McGowan down at the ACDC Festival over the weekend. I absolutely pissed myself laughing at that photo. Mark McGowan and Roger Cook down there with their ACD black T-shirts on. They wouldn't have known what they were doing at a rock concert, but those boys certainly do. The Southern River Band boys, uh, Shelter Footycast here, live from Backchat Studios as usual. Mark Reddings, Will Schofield with you. How are you, Skeeter? Yeah, a little bit flat this morning, Scully. Oh, I'll just no. say, just a little bit flat. I was lying uh, in front of the TV two nights ago and just watching a bunch of commercials and I don't know why but there's this ad that came up and it was mm. talking about um, you know retirement villages and Puparama and people swimming in pools and floaties and, yeah. no. and then if you're over 50 this lifestyle I thought this is me I'm cooked <laughs> 50 over, you're in retirement so they're, village. They're getting you down to the retirement village. Well, that's what they're offering. I mean, I'm still thinking that I'm, you know, doing some carpool karaoke, bit of Cardi B action, doing some M&M in the car. Have we sourced this footage well, yet? It's, it's been cut. It'll be available, don't worry. It's, it's, I haven't even looked at it, but they so reckon So what was your reaction, immediate reaction, lying on the couch? I said, I'm... I'm, I'm. Have you seen Succession? <laughs> no. no I wait. Well, Logan Roy says "f off" quite a bit, so that was my immediate reaction. Anyway, I'm okay. And I need to quickly give a shout out to one of our loyal uh, listeners and viewers, your um, fans. Uh, yeah, well, your fans. Yeah, she did describe me as uh, handsome and charming. Oh boy! No, I made that up. Um, <laughs> Ash Gomes. Now she's playing her one hundredth game in the Waffle W. Yes, on Saturday. Yes, uh, against Subiaco. It's the um, a big achievement. I think it's the A team match or A match, which is raising funds for a, um, a very worthy cause that uh, Eastern Mail and Subiaco are getting involved in there. But uh, yeah, she's a, a listener. Ash Gomes, a hundred match, a real listener of the Shelter. Footy cast, I know so. exactly who Ash is, right? So it's A-team round. It's Fremantle v Subiaco Lions. Uh, it is the uh, da, 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 the TBC 1D24 Foundation. A rare genetic condition, yes. That's right. So um, people with this condition all present with similar but all different symptoms. Uh, Aurelia's main challenge, so they're raising money for a little girl. Yep. Um, so she, I think it's Aurelia and Italiano. Yep. yep. So she frequently loses her muscle tone and becomes paralysed. So they're putting this together, the girls. Terrific stuff. Um, Ash is a legend, huge fan. I interviewed her. Was it with you? No, it wasn't with me. We were on SCN um, uh, Sports Day when I was over there. Oh, my, maybe it was. And I interviewed Ash, and she very quickly gave back chat and the Shelter Footycast a shout-out over on the rival. So it was very good. Big fan of Ash and what they're doing down there. So if you can, make sure you get down to the girls' game. Yep. East Frio, Subiaco Lions, Saturday, 13th of May. So this Saturday. Two o'clock, I think, bounce down or two Colts from nine, reserves 11.30, Waffle W from two, Waffle Men's 4.10. Going to be a huge day down there. Yeah, good day to Ash. I love her work. Very good. Well done, Skeeter. That's about the first time you've given some credit to our fans, <laughs> mate. So congratulations. <laughs> uh, Shelter Footycast. 
on socials. You can follow us there, like Ash. Uh, send us an email, footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au. Uh, YouTube going absolutely off. It's bananas, Skeeter, going nuts. And this week, of course, and on Thursdays, we do the bottom art roughy of the week. So make sure, if you can, just to get outside your parameters We've been crapping it, and you've been no better than me. It's a roughy, mate. It's a roughy. You need to pick a roughy. Right. Not, so if I get beat by not, 100 points, there's no drama. Yeah, well, just I want you to just get off the fence easy, a little that's bit. That's an easy one. Is that okay? Right. No I problem mean, at you've all. Worn, you've, you've worn your Ralph Lauren's in here today, <laughs> all right? So and you, to match me, <laughs> hey? Is that what you're doing? Are these Ralph Lauren? Okay. I don't know. I see some sort of well, horse My wife the bought them. I've got no idea. <laughs> Oh, very good. Let's get into it. Let's talk about footy. Uh, A bit of action at the tribunal over the last few days. Uh, We've seen suspension, so Brad Close, he he challenged. No good. Uh, We saw Junior Rioli last night, which I found hilarious. Um, So he was directed straight to the tribunal. It seems like a late sitting, right, on a Wednesday night. Yeah, game that was Sunday. But it was was, because it was late, it was directed straight to the tribunal. It wasn't a challenge. Um, So... Basically, um, you usually walk out of there with three or more weeks. That's why it was referred straight to the tribunal. Uh, They effectively challenged and and got it brought down to two weeks on the strike on Jordan Ridley. One of the arguments used by uh, Junior's uh, legal counsel was uh, Jordan Ridley effectively ran into Junior's fist. Yeah, So just like on The Simpsons. Can't happen. Bart Simpson walking through his bedroom saying, I'm going to throw my arms around like this. If you happen to get hit, it's your fault. That's pretty much what he did. And he got it down. Two weeks for Junior for that one. Uh, JVR, Jacob Van Royen, he'll be challenging tonight. So he's challenging the tribunal's decision. Yeah, so obviously. So he was given two weeks. Yep. He then challenged that Yes. the tribunal. Appeal process. He's now appealing the tribunal decision. How do you say we've spoken a little bit about it? How do you see that that one? I think we've. Well, I'm just looking at the vision I've seen, and again, AFL might come back to me and say, or anyone say, look, these are the these are the parameters we work on, not about what you think you see. But mm-hmm. from my the optics were, he was a little stiff to get two weeks given the football nature of it. But we've discussed that whether he gets off. Gee, it's a big big week for a young bloke that has. Well, I've seen him play a bit of footy. There's no malice in his body at all. It was just a... I think everyone would agree it was an unfortunate incident and, and where it sits now, you know, we had Brownie saying, Jonathan Brown saying it's, you know, the start of the, the, the victim of litigation of what's happening with the AFL. Well, been, it's been more than Jonathan Brown saying yeah. that because they, they feel Jordan like the, the AFL is protecting themselves around future litigation, which which may or may not be true given what's happening already with some of the concussion uh, lawsuits happening right now. But... Um, I would say, it, regardless of that, this is a football action. I think Jimmy Bartell, I was, you know, I've seen a lot of people speak about this. He nailed it. Almost every physical contest you go into on a football field, there is a risk that someone gets injured, right? And what the tribunal decision, if we just take emotion out of it, what the tribunal decision asked Jacob Van Royen in this instance was a reasonable, pl- reasonable player acting like you did you should have known that you were going to injure your opponent. Now, Jimmy's right. Every contest you go into, there is a risk that someone gets injured, whether they their head gets whiplashed off you into someone else, whether they put their body in a slightly different position, whether in JVR's uh, circumstance you miss the ball by a millimetre, whether you're taking a hanger on someone's head and you knee them in the back of the head. These are all things that people can get injured doing 
if players are expected to assess that uh, if, in a split second before they, you think back to Nick Nananui when he tackled some poor little kid out the field, whoever that was. Uh, was it Carl Amon? Got destroyed and the boundary line it destroyed him. <laughs> yeah, but the argument there was the same. It was you, you need to consider the weight of you consequences. You know, get the abacus out in the field, skaters. No, your, no, I, dust I, it I agree. Off. So, mate, I I can't see how this holds up. It doesn't make any, it doesn't make any sense. Just from a from a Physics point of view. Like, you can't make these sorts of decisions. Travis. The field. No, absolutely not, Skeeter. This is in my area. This is a bullshit call by the tribunal. And if it doesn't get overturned, mm. there's going to be a bit of anarchy, I think. Anyway, we'll move on. You know, it'll be anarchy what? until Friday night when they bounce the ball and we get back to it. No, I know what you're saying. Yeah. It, it is a difficult one to understand. it, And I've actually, you know, bowed to you guys because you, you guys know the... The speed of the game, what goes through your head, it, it's, yeah, it's you don't asking, enough, asking a lot. You don't have enough time to worry about... I would say, maybe it's a wrong example for you, but commentating, right? When you're in the heat of the action, it's a big moment. You're clearly not trying to disrespect or hurt anyone's feelings, but maybe in a big incident where something happens, something comes out of your mouth that you're like, oh, gee, he smashed didn't it. didn't mean to do that. Yeah, instead of maybe a collision. Yeah. You're, you're not... You're not getting a two-week ban for that, and it's 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 easy to do, and you probably shouldn't be. You know, sometimes shit happens. Seriously, that's that's sometimes what we need to look at for the AFL. I think anyway. Yep. Uh, booing saga. I don't know how much more we can keep talking about this. Buddy Franklin doesn't give a shit. He's no, already said that. Mate, I, you know, I've seen Matthew Pavlich go and put an article in the Age, and seriously, we know that it's if it's any semblance of racial activity surrounding it, chop it out. Yeah. You know. Cut its head off straight away. I've got no issue with that. I still don't see that there was any evidence by a small minority of, and Buddy didn't even hear it. No, correct. But regardless of that, I think it's too far. Do what you like with respect at the footy. I think fans should be able to get into players. And boo, yeah, of course. I, you, yeah. I think Jeez. I think you should be able to get into players. That's Are you what, comfortable with the Jason Horn francis thing, which will unfold this weekend? Boo, the, boo him. Yeah. Boo, boo him. Gaffy when he plays Freo. Yeah, every boo time. Him. Mate, I've said this for years. Well, Pav, Pav hasn't come out and said that Fremantle fans shouldn't boo Gaff. If you, if you, correct, right? So if I, I, I know Gaffy well, and he has accepted the fact that he's going to get booed for the rest of his career. Tom Fremantle. Stewart said tomorrow night he expects to be booed and he and deserves Dion to. And Dion Prestia came out and said, don't boo him. Shut up, Dion. <laughs> Seriously, the, the Geelong and Richmond fans could do what they like. Exactly. Sam Mitchell coming out telling Hawthorne fans to not boo. Uh, Shut up, Sam. Why am I agreeing with you all this? But I do. I, I totally Let people agree do what they you. want, mate. Mate, well, well, within... I mean, you can't be shouting no, out... I know. Um, you know... <sighs> Yeah, but insults and, and swearing at a player, you know, that's that's just not, not called for. But I think yeah, it's but, part of the theatre. It's like going to the basketball, a free throw. Boo. So that, you can't insult players. So I was down the goal square down in Tasmania one week, right? And I <laughs> genuinely had blokes following me from end to end calling me solar panels because the receding yeah. hairline, my, the front of my head looked like two solar panels and I was powering the entire of Tasmania by the end of this game, right? It was very good banter. <laughs> Mate, and they were, abuse, they were abusing the shit out of me. Yeah. I looked at them, pissed myself laughing. They're on the beers. Like, what, what am I... Am, no. am I meant to call the AFL Integrity Unit and say, oh, I'm getting abused down in Tasmania. I don't want games there anymore. I, I feel as like we're, we're going there. It feels like way. what, the, what the, the, the experts and the former players are saying to us is um, the, the racial stuff is complete out of bounds, no, which no we shit. agree. Which no we agree. Shit. No one disputes that. Um, now they're saying to say individual legends players. The, legends of the game. Individual players should. Tom Stewart's a good player. Don't boo him. Yeah, exactly. Because of what he did last year, he deserves to get a bit of a. Hurt. How many weeks? Of, he had four weeks. He's got for doing four that. weeks. Yeah. yeah. 
boo him. And he's he's not a criminal, but by the same token, you're trying to get inside their head. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's for me. I just think take a deep breath. Um, if Buddy thought it was racially motivated, which to my understanding he hasn't even entered down that path yet, and I don't think they should boo him. But guess what? If they they booed him when he was a Hawthorne player against Sydney, there's vision of that. Oh yeah, don't, uh, don't worry, mate. It's just, we're on the same we're page. A shit show. <laughs> you wanted to speak about the taunting rules. So we heard saw this from Eddie McGuire a little bit. Yeah, on. so he did on Footy Classified. I've actually, you know, we both follow NFL, and I've often thought, and you probably thought, would that actually work in some form in the AFL? Look, they already have a. a a situation where if, if, if you're in fringe after a goal's kicked or something happens, you can give away another free kick. So there's, there are rules in place. But Eddie wants to basically bring in a taunting rule, which... This is off the back of the Dacos stuff. Dacos, like where he was arguing that Josh Dacos, who went in to fly the flag for his brother, was fined $1,000, um, when, in fact, the Sydney players attacked him. There's been cases of it. We've seen Michael Gardner going back many years. Bulldogs uh, attacked him, essentially, before the first bounce. Jack Watts, famously, in a Queen's birthday match at the MCG. Collingwood players really got stuck into him. Eddie thinks that perhaps, a bit like the NFL, where we know that if you are... Uh, penalised for taunting, which generally happens after a player gets the better of an opposition player and you either score a touchdown or you, you stop them in their tracks. Well, it's NFL, a- there's not the in-ground interaction, right? Because they're either side, there's a line down the middle of them. They don't hang around each other unless they're in that period of play. Whereas- but there's some demonstrative actions you see, which, yeah. which causes a 15-yard penalty, first down, and that's where I think Eddie thinks we need to be more proactive. But that's more vocally and, you know, standing over the top of someone and yeah. they do the big flex, the Mark Reddings flex over the top. Like, I, In terms of the taunting and the physical, like the stuff that Papley was doing, I personally like that. I think it worked against Nick Dacos. He had 16 touches up to three-quarter time, had no impact on the game. And I've been asking for it for weeks and someone does it and they were in the game because of it. So... I, you can't tell me that it had no impact on the game. So to take things away, like, you don't call it taunting, but the physical, getting into someone, getting 10 blokes around him, you can't tell me that didn't work. No, but it also, and so I disagree with Eddie on this because, in essence, if they infringe in that, that sort of band, they're prepared to give up a free kick, let's be honest, yeah. by doing that. Yeah. It's short-term pain to hopefully get into his head. So... Uh, you know, you don't want blokes getting getting whacked and punched behind play and all that you know stuff, which is targeting, which hopefully is picked up by the the relevant authorities. But uh, there's a again, line, though. Yeah, there is a line. But punch I, people. I think elbowing them in the back of elbows, elbowing. It is a man's game. I don't want to sound too you know like caveman stuff, but he's the blokes are, are professional footballers. Yes, you're playing for sheep stations as opposed that, to that's a genuine footy. tool that. Defenders and antagonistic players use. Stephen Baker, talk about yeah, Hayden Valentine, mate. Yeah, of course. Ryan Crowley. Talk about these guys. It's not, it's not Cameron Ling, mate. One of the best tags of all time. These are genuine tools that people use. I'm going to tell you because I used to do it. Hmm. So, if you take that stuff away, like it, it gets further into like a, like a video game. And the AFL 23, I tell you what, that's going from strength to strength. That piece of shit. But, <laughs> but it turns into this video game, which would be similar to what we see. In that no one's tackling. Everyone's just running around, do their thing. So, okay. Skillful basket. It's, it's basketball. But go rewind the rewind just a fraction just before we wrap this up. The the, the Dacos thing you're happy with, the Rory Lob, where where Fremantle players and the club were absolutely whacked over the head with the way they went about it because they lost the game. Correct. Yeah. So. But they can still do it. So oh, no, that, but, that didn't work. But the consequences, Lob. yeah. Were, so were, Rob was pre- Lob was prepared for it, and it it looked like it actually steeled him a little bit. But that's the risk you take. Mm, yeah, that's just like 
for me, you know, um, I, I don't know, like when you used to take six six out of it, if you used to put someone behind the play and then they'll kick it over your head for a goal, like it's a strategy. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Coming out the front of centre bounces, you know, really being aggressive. You stuff it up, the other team goes the other way. Looks stupid, yeah. You, you go hard at a player, sometimes they love that. Like Buddy Franklin, if you targeted him, he would kick 10. He would genuinely just go, all right, boys. You want to you want to target me? Watch this. Well, no different to in, in cricket. I love my cricket. Steve Waugh, if someone tried to yes. verbal him while he's at the crease, it was a dumb move because he would mentally just. Uh, but that's the art of it, it right? Yeah. That's the art of it. Knowing who to go at, and and then sometimes you get it wrong. Just like just starting positions as a backman, like it's a part of the game, and I would hate to see that come out of it. Will Schofield, Mark Reddings, Shadow Footycast. Let's get into the western side of things. We've got a Friday night footy skater. Hey, you know nice. what that means? You know what that means? Saturday off. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is good. We like Friday footy. Six forty. Yes. It's a double header, which yep. uh, I, you know, I don't. People are jumping up and down. I doesn't really worry me. Richmond Geelong's no blockbuster either. So, um, but yeah, yeah that's true. Eagles. I'm not sure when they've fixtured this year. I don't think they get, this would be their last Friday night game for the year, mind you. <laughs> They're not getting close to it. They're not getting close to it the rest the, of the year. The MCG, so it, it is a crossover. So the MCG 520? starts 5.20 here and uh, the 6.40 game at Optus. People in um, in Perth, because it's always catered for over east, it's usually a 5.20 start here for night games. Yeah, well, it's, on it's, Saturday. Saturday is different. Friday, they try and make it 10 past 6 or, or 6. It is a little bit later to give you that. that but it's still early. But, but just think about um, in uh, in Melbourne. It's trying to get 7, to the 7, 20, 7, 30. That's when, it's, that's when footy starts. So people here complain about it being too late, but it's still like an hour earlier than Melbourne oh, I think people, gets. Actually, I th- disagree. I think people argue that it's it's t- always too early here because trying to get from it work, is. Yeah. It is, it's really tough. And the same would apply to, to people in Melbourne, but we understand we're on the West Coast. So 640 could, 640 could be a good one. Yeah, I mean, will they get a crowd? Will they get 50,000 for the Gold Coast? Oh, look, I hope so. I mean, Friday night footy, if I'm a fan, go down, get on the beers with your mates. Like, I don't know. Yeah, what what else are you going to the footy for? Like, I, I understand winning and losing is a big thing, but if you've got a membership... and Might as well use it. Mate, get down there, have a good time. Friday yeah. night, and then kick, kick on, on in the city. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> kick on bananas. we got the same vibes. <laughs> Uh, your 50 days won't be up Friday night though so no I'm going to do one more day but I'm going to do some work on Saturday but that's you okay you did tell me what did you tell me before we started what, what might do, you do Saturday well I might just go, might have a couple of shelters I might have a couple of go home at 3 o'clock I'm off air doing radio and then I might have a couple of shelters and I might just go and see my mate at the shoe who I haven't seen for 50 days and just, uh, just knock back if you want to go and see Skeeter in his element <laughs> head down to the shoe Saturday night West Coast Gold Coast 6.40 start um Look, I've got like yesterday on uh, Fox Footy. I do across just from next door to us right here, Skeeter. And three weeks in a row, my audio has dropped. Yes. So basically, you get um, you get an audio feed through a phone, and you get the video feed through your laptop. And my microphone's connected to the laptop, so they can hear me, and I can see them through my laptop. But I can only hear them through the phone. You right? want some help from me on the? I'm just telling you what happened, right? So three weeks in a row now, halfway through the interview. Uh, the people that have made the phone call have hung the phone line up and not rung me back. So the, f- sorry, it's so been, t- so been you're two on weeks. I'm on live TV, middle of an interview. The first week it happened, I shit myself, and so they still think I can hear them. And um, Drew Jones is chatting away, and the first time I just put my hands up and said, "Sorry, guys, can't hear you, Drew. Sorry, mate." And they, the producers, got some overlay and cut me out, and no one rang me back. This week, which was last night, I thought, if this happens again, I've got to be prepared. Anyway, lo and behold, halfway through the interview, bang, hung up again. 
And Drew, I could see Drew asking me the question, and I'm sitting there doing these ones. Nodding head as you do, right? And then I was gone, Drew, it's happened again, mate, but don't worry, I don't need you for the show. And I just went on a rant for like f- four minutes, right? <laughs> I had all this stuff and I was just popping them off. And one of the things I said, the reason for this story, yeah. I think West Coast can win. So my bottle mark Ruffy of the week is West Coast again. Bottle mark Ruffy of the week, Scoey, start your footy weekend at bottle mark. Grab your shelters where bottle mark has you covered. You can get down there Friday night before the game, after the game. I don't know. I don't know how you float your boat. I think West Coast can win. Yeah, well, <laughs> they've won three out of 35 or 36 or whatever it is. They've got to win sometimes. They do. And they ha- look, I think it was, was it round one last year? Was it only last year they got beaten by the Gold Coast here? Yes. Remember the, the injuries and COVID and God knows what? Uh, and no Took Miller. I'm going to ask you a question because the, the result, obviously, is neither here nor there from a you know yes. overall perspective. Jack Darling, you'll be selected, obviously. Mm. I know you, you said he's a pure forward. Maybe during the course of a game, I think, you know, I saw him against Richmond and he's obviously, he's down on form. He's out of confidence at the moment, which is, that's fine. Could you not play him in a different role, just even for a quarter, a half, to try and mix up um, just in a different, for him, approach to the game, maybe behind the ball, something to, because it just looks looks like a record going round and round with Jack at the moment. I know he's great foil for for Oscar Allen, which Mark LaCroix pointed out to me that that's the reason Oscar's in part, that he's having a good year. Which it is. Yeah, in part, but... End of the day, you're trying to get Jack back into form. Could you not? Is there some other role, not for the whole game, but just to try and get him into the game? Uh, the only other role I would have Jack playing is backup ruck. Put him as secondary ruck and just say, treat him, treat him like it's a one-on-one contest, like a, a mid round the ground. Yeah, but like, and this is this is no knock because Jack does things great. Like you know, you wouldn't put me forward, right, because I was, a, I was a defender, couldn't kick goals, I talk shit all the time, but I, you wouldn't play me forward. No. Jack's not a... Jack's He's a one-trick a, pony, you're saying, Jack's, but a very good one. Well, he does things very well, contested marking, his forward craft, goal kicking, like he's a forward. But, but he's not at the moment, that's the question. Okay, so he's not good around the footy. Okay. He he does not use his body and his strength like a midfielder. He, he coughs the ball up, um, when he's in contested situations. Oh, you can't have him, someone in the midfield. And I don't think he reads the ball well enough behind the footy, even though we haven't seen him do that. He needs to be in front of the footy. Like I, I don't think it's a bad thing to say he's a forward who's out of form. You can't just put him in the back line. He, he literally, you could not trust him in the back line, and I don't think he'd be good enough to be playing in the midfield. The only way you could do it would have him as a second backup ruckman who wrestles his opponent tries to get going forward. But even then, I, I just think you've got to you know, stick it out. Some people, you, you know. So a bit like David Warner. And David Warner's had a terrible run. Yep. And I'm not trying to get under Jack's um, skin here and try and get him out of the side. But if they had less injuries, and, and maybe say Jack Williams, that's just an argument, was, yep. you know, to have the spleen. If he was up and running, would there be pressure, real pressure on Jack to hold his spot on the side? Oh, yeah. I mean, if they, if they had a f- Half 40, a 40 people to choose from, yeah, probably. Okay. Um, they don't. So, who um, you keep playing because of their circumstances? Yeah, and, and and like he's a good enough player to work himself out of it. You, you don't always play in form, and then it gets highlighted when there's no one else to put pressure on you, and the team's playing poorly. Yep. Like these sorts of things get spoken about. You know, again, I'm pretty balanced on it. Um, I don't think his career has anything to do with you know. Oh, he's had a great career. Who cares? Like he's a good player. Um, he's not playing well. But, but try and change anyway. My suggestion: you, you, if you're try good, to change it up somehow. If, if you're how. a good player. You only need one game to turn it around. If if you you know aspiring to be a good player and show consistency, then 
yeah, maybe you do do it. But Jack's a good player. He just needs time to get short. He's probably he's not getting know. ball inside 50. They're, they're a poor side this year. So Correct. there's other factors weighing into how he's going. Um, West Coast were good last week against the Tigers for period. Gold Coast went down by five points to Melbourne. You think Gold Coast is going to win? Yeah, I, I think Gold Coast. I mean, you just have to. I know you've put them as your roughies of the week, um, but I'm bottle mark. But I'm I'm thinking Gold Coast, even without Took Miller, still good enough. Um, Jared Witts, he, I know you've been big on him. Yeah, he's a great time. player. Um, you know, he's one of the, probably the top three ruckmen in the competition. No, Anderson, so. really good game last. He, like he's, they, I think they've got too much quality for for the Eagles. Anderson. Oh, sorry, I think he said no Anderson. No oh, Anderson. No sorry. Anderson. Noah. Gun. Um, yeah. I mean, eyes will be. I, I can tell you one thing. Eyes will be all over. Matty Rowe. Matty Rowe. Pre game. Pre game. Like <laughs> there will be a thousand phones on him. I feel so for him. Uh, the best thing I had during the week was uh, okay. We can't boo uh, Matt Rowe, but can we moo? Thank you. Uh, very good, Skate. Now, West Coast, I want this stat because I've seen a lot of others speaking about West Coast, especially Tom Barras. I think I mentioned this briefly, a little drive-by. Some people have been coming at him for his defensive efforts, right? Maybe the start of the year. I think he's in terrific form currently, and I didn't really have a problem with his form to start the year. West Coast have lost just 21% of defensive one-on-one contests. Uh, ranking them third in the competition. That's extraordinary. Well, they've got a fair chance to get that percentage either right or wrong, haven't well, they? Well, they have. But given how they're playing, that should be they, they should be losing them, mate, because yeah. they haven't had the pressure required in the midfield and uh, around the ground. I, I think that says a lot about the way they're playing. So that's why I'm picking them. I think they're going to be competitive. I think they're going to be in the game. I think it's a long trip for Gold Coast, and I've got them winning. Okay, fair enough. That's your roughie of the week, though, isn't it? It is. Sydney v Fremantle, 11.45 Saturday, SCG. This is a tough ask for Freo. Even though Sydney have been playing without uh, players in their side, they may get a couple back, uh, given uh, Will Gold has been in and out, but Warner is a chance to come in. Uh, not the one that always plays, but his other little brother might come in. They don't have many big uh, returns. Uh, Peter Laddams is a potential out. Maybe Tom Hickey is ready to come back in, but they're sort of scraping the barrel at the moment, uh, like West Coast are. Not a bad time to get Sydney. They were pretty good against Collingwood, to be honest with you. They yep. should have been further in front at half time. As you say, they've got a couple of in- well, had injury concerns all year, <coughs> to be honest. Um, Fremantle, um, look, their, their record in Sydney, most teams struggle in Sydney, but they're, they're certainly more gettable at the moment, the Swans. Uh, they've won just two of their last 15 games at the SCG. Yes. Um, that's a number which, you know, I don't know, in the old days, you used to try and alter the, 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 the training surface uh, size before you went yeah, there. Yeah, the comms come in. Sometimes the, the bunting they used to bring in, sort of visual effect of the SCG. It's definitely different when you're playing on there. I mean, the length. Yeah. Right? It's, the, it's visually noticeable. At the 50s touching the centre square. So as a backman, when you're usually standing sort of at the top of the you know, 50 metre arc, you, you've got 10, 15, 20 metres sometimes in front of you. You but feel pretty like a small. Oh, mate, five, five steps forward and you're in the, you're, yeah. you're in the clearance. So um, that, it's, it's a big thing. And, and Sydney play it really well. It's, it's, it's the most unique ground in the AFL. No question. Uh, and look, I think the question mark from a Fremantle perspective, I don't think they'll make any change, which is, is a, any changes. That's a nice. Yes. Um, Situation to be in. Nat Fife, I, I I would have no issue with him starting as a sub again. That's the rumour. Is that the rumour, is it? Mm. Okay. No, only because he played 38 minutes, um, kicked a goal, 10 possessions. I, I've got no issue with him doing a similar type of a job uh, until they'd be, otherwise. They'd be happy with that. And look, if it means he comes on for an injury halfway through the game, you know what he can do and you can start him forward. You can put him totally. in the midfield a bit. It's probably better for him, really. And 
No doubt he adds an element of leadership to that group as well. Been captain for a long time. No, he's not this year, but it almost looks, and I know he hasn't played, but looks and speaking to him, it's been like the valve's been released a little bit. He looks a little freer. Not particularly in front of goal, as we spoke about on Monday. But um, Nat Fife, if he's a sub again, uh, Will Brody was very good for Peel in the weekend, and so was Nathan yeah. Wilson. Not sure that well, Wilson won't get it back in the side no. in the short term. And interesting, Brody's the, the the fascinating player at the club who's not getting a game. Jackson, terrific last week. Got the maximum votes from, or certainly coaches' votes wise, from from Justin Lomia. So he was wrapped with him. Or well, the Brayshaw, if he can continue that type of, of form, would be. Oh, he looked. He looked like he did last year in that game. But again, it's against a Hawthorne side that allows that. Yeah, uh, it was a soft kill. So I think you've got to bear that in mind. Sydney, um, their their season's just about. Well, they put it this way: they the same number of wins as Frio, aren't they? Their I, season's cooked. I was going to you know, ask you. That the loser of this game, like, I think the winner still has a chance to, to make the eight. I think the loser potentially doesn't. Well, I think... This is a huge game. I think both sides, and I'm going to be a bit more striding, I think both sides won't make the eight. I think they're both cooked. Fremantle for the eight. Geelong and Melbourne to follow this game. They've got a tough run. Um, for them to have any chance, they need to win this game. Yeah, well, half, glass half full, you're right. If they win this, you can make a case. Mathematically possible, as they say, Scoey. Uh, but... I think just Sydney at, at their home ground. Unless there's the compelling evidence is that they'll they'll they were good enough last week. I think to to beat Frio. The, the word on the street is a little bit that Fremantle have been very reactive from a game plan perspective. They haven't been they haven't been consistent with how they play against sides. They've been trying to trying to what change the way they play. What they did against Brisbane handballed the most in a quarter more than any team in a quarter this year. Well, they're third in the comp for this year for. Handballs, I think, but, uh, but they but they kicked long, so they're the, they're the number one in the comp for long kicks this season. So, I think they're really struggling for identity at the moment. The way, with the way they play, and that happens when you're not playing your best footy. You're trying to tweak things. You're trying to move guys out. You're dropping guys. You bring players into the side that don't usually play in positions, and you're trying to just trying to get everyone going. So that's why they've been inconsistent. I'd like Fremantle off the back of last week to go back to the way that they play, which is built on defence. But they need to have a quicker element to the way they play, which. Last year they had elements. If you remember, these, you remember Jordan Clark and O'Driscoll and Walker and all these guys. They used to get to the middle of the ground and then they'd be gone. That's what we've missed a bit. At the start of this year, we saw it on the weekend a little bit. Yep. I'm picking Sydney. <laughs> yeah, I'm picking, I'm picking the Swans as well. I just, I, I was impressed by Fremantle, but not overly impressed by Hawthorne. So I think Sydney might just uh, strangle them as they have done so many times in Sydney. Will Schofield, Mark Reddings, Shelter Footy Cast. Well, let's get into the rest of the round, Skeeter. Another Friday night game, as we mentioned, 5.20. It'll be the first game of the weekend. Richmond, Geelong, traditionally, this would be an absolute ball terror, mm. blockbuster. Put your glass down and watch this one. It's not at the moment. Richmond's not in their best form. But can they rise to the occasion? Do they have enough players in their side that are premiership players, some dual, some triple? There's still guys there that can play footy. Can they steal themselves enough to rise to the challenge of Geelong? I personally think they they can. I think this is the sort of game that Dimmer Hardwick gets them up for. Friday night footy, MCG. It doesn't get much bigger than this against Geelong, reigning premiers. I think this is a scalp that, look, I know Richmond, they've won two games this year, but I still think they have enough quality to take it up to a Geelong side. I think they can do it in patches. They've shown it all year. They can play really good footy in patches, and that might be two quarters. It might be three quarters. Mm. But there's so many matches you can go back to this season and go, that's why they've had such a poor season, really, up to now. They haven't been able to have continuity with 
the consistency levels in their footy. I mean, Shea Bolton last week, 31 touches, my man. Showed a bit. Dion Press, you had that brilliant spell, three goals in five, ten minutes. It's 200th game this week. 200th game. Um, so, yeah, right, they've got the quality there. They have got the quality. I th- think you're right. I think it's a match that they can actually push the Cats. Um, but I, you know, I, I think Geelong quality, uh, even though Danger's not going to be there, uh, Brad Close who I'm told at the tribunal hearing, there, were, there was a very long tribunal hearing, which mm. uh, would, would probably tell us why we don't have televised uh, tribunal hearings. The, the lawyer of Geelong printed out <laughs> 20, four, yeah, 27 <laughs> slides and was making everyone watch through every one of them. Anyway, so they've got a couple out. I, I think they've won 12 of their past 15 at the G at Geelong. I, I, I've told you about Richmond. I, I'm, I'm off them, but I, I don't discount what you're saying about... Uh, Rich, Jim, Rich, Richmond are pretty good at the G as well. Yeah, no, no, totally. Yeah, but they, they've won... How many games have they won this year? Two. Two, yeah. So we're up to almost halfway mark of the season. The, the the evidence, the form, the trend, as they say, is not great for them. We're a third of the way through the season. I mean, I know it's almost halfway, but it's a third. Well, bottom line is they beat the Eagles by 40-odd last week. Yep. Um, a bit like Fremantle, not convinced that's a great gauge against a team that has uh, at least you know three or four pegs up in terms of what what they'll offer. Friday night, victory to Geelong, but uh, not by a huge margin. I'm picking Geelong as well. Cochin to come back in for Richmond. Uh, since round three, the Cats have conceded 321 disposals per game, the least in the AFL. So even though they're an offensive base side, they strangle teams. And they do that by keeping the footy away from them. So, look, I, I think they're going to have to have a really massive effort in the middle of the ground. I think the fact that it's a milestone game for Dion Prestia they got Dusty Martin in the side, Jack Rewalt's playing. I, I still think they make this a competitive game, but I do pick Geelong. If Geelong wins this, they move into the top four after all the carry-on, probably from you and I as well. Yeah. About, you know, you've done and dusted too old. All the same shit as last year, basically. Well, and they may go on to win every game for the rest of the season like they did last year. We both picked Geelong. North Melbourne v Port Adelaide, 12-10, Saturday, Blundstone. The, J- the JHF match. <laughs> yeah, true. Oh, sorry, before we move on. I promote booing Tom Stewart in the last game. I genuinely promote it. He is Geelong's best player. He promoted it. He said, I deserve it. He is their best <laughs> player. Dion Prestia, the guy he hit and got suspended for four weeks, he's playing his 200th game. Richmond fans, what are you about? I reckon get into him. They'll definitely get into him. I, and, you know, I don't, I've never met Tom Stewart. I don't know him from Barrow Soap. He looks like a ripping fella. I don't yeah. know if you know him. Ripping fella. I know yeah. his family. Yeah. Um, great bloke. And I reckon he'd love it too. Yeah. And, he'd, and he'd be expecting it. Well, say love it because it, it comes from an incident that he's not proud of. But I think he accepts it as opposed to, yeah, yeah I think he knows it. And it's part of the footy theatre. Mm. And I think... I need to write an article on this. It's getting me angry. You need, no, you need to get rolling. Uh, but we're going to... We're going to go to wish this match was in, in Melbourne. How good would it be if it was in Melbourne? North yeah. Melbourne, Port Adelaide. I still think Tasmania's going to absolutely feed it to Jason Horn Francis. They are, aren't they? Yeah, well, I mean, we <laughs> during the week... And we love our shelter, but there was a Queensland brewer that uh, tried to put out the ice bath. Uh, ice bath lager. Yeah, got uh, threatened with some legal action by Port Adelaide. Surely that's Port Adelaide trying to scare a local brewer into not doing it. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. That's lighthearted humour, isn't it? I thought it was hilarious. Well, the Lobster Tears was embraced by Rory. Yeah. But I, th- I think, to be fair, uh, Jason's copped a bit more... I don't want to say abuse. He's copped a lot more flack um, this season. So some resilience. I, you know, no, 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 I reckon it was him. I, 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 I guess he's. I don't think it's, he's got That's any, what I mean. anything to do with this. It's a club trying to protect him. I Correct. do get it from all parties. But um, I want to know from you what North Melbourne players, uh, how they're going to react they to this. They should go at him physically. I hope to God all what does this it prove? bullshit about... You know, don't get it stuck into players. What about the kids fucking booing Mel- this? Well-being. And- All this bullshit, <laughs> mate. I hope they go so hard and physically. He was a number one draft pick to their club. 
and he left. So it doesn't matter why he left. Doesn't matter any of the reasons. Just keep it really simple. It's a it's a huge you, rivalry game. You disloyal so and so. Yeah, bloody oath. Yeah, yeah. Get into him. If they don't get into him, I think it's they weak. They will. They will. Weak if they don't get into him. They have to. They have to. I'm sorry. If they don't, if you think Alistair Clarkson is sitting there going, hey, boys, stay away from Jason Horn Francis. <laughs> Give him one You've lost the plot. Seriously. But this way, you haven't heard him say anything about booing this week. Correct. Mind you, he's got more issues, including probably presiding over the worst game of football ever seen <laughs> in the history of footy at Marvel last Sunday between North Melbourne and St Kilda. They kick seven points up to halftime. We've been through all this. North Melbourne are get smashed in this They'll game. They'll get right. absolutely poleaxed if Port Adelaide's on their game. <laughs> and uh, you know what? I hope Jason on Francis goes really well. I hope yep. it's a hope it's a, a big win for the kid and the and the team port because they're flying and North Melbourne are as uh, well. David Noble must be sitting back looking at this saying, "Well, it's not that easy, is it?" Correct. We both pick Port Adelaide. Uh, we'll move on. Hawthorne. I think it's going to be good to watch. So at least a spectacle. Hawthorne v Melbourne two thirty five MCG uh, again. Like this is sort of like the Richmond uh, Geelong matchup. I think you know with both of these sides at full strength and going well, this is a huge game. But Hawthorne where they're at. I don't know. Melbourne Melbourne have the quality in their side to be so far the best team in the competition. It's not funny, but they almost lose to Gold Coast last week. Yeah, but you don't need to be the best team in no. May, as we as no, you well right. know. Yeah, I, I agree with you. They they almost coughed it up last week, didn't they? And McPherson mm. kicks the goal. It's, you know, they tied up or whatever they would have been um, kicking themselves, Melbourne. But they, they are still a quality side, as I keep mentioning the Queen's birthday uh, match. But... They, I still think that they'll they'll work their way through the season, get a top four finish, and that victory over over the Gold Coast, albeit not overly convincing. Yes. Sometimes you've got to have those yeah, you know, away from home. So um, they'll take care of Hawthorne. Uh, question whether Jyth comes back into the side. He was uh, rested last week. Luke Bruce, uh, conversely, uh, Melbourne. Well, we won't find out until uh, later this afternoon whether Jacob Van Royen will actually be able to take his place in the side. I hope he does. Um, it's Stephen May's 200th game of AFL footy, so a bit of a milestone game for Stephen, uh, who's obviously been the captain at Gold Coast. Is that right? Joint captain? Yeah, definitely captain. Yeah, so, I mean, he's been a great player since he's come to that football club and a big reason why they won the premiership in 2021. So I expect Melbourne to get this done. I expect a more competitive outing for Hawthorne back at home at the MCG, but I think Melbourne wins this pretty convincingly. Yeah, I thought we saw it off to starting with the accountability and defensive pressure at times. Uh, Melbourne, they might be able to, you know, have a spell of, you know, a quarter or 20 minutes and really blow the game open. Since 2020... Christian Petrarca is averaging 30 disposals, 15 contested possessions, five clearances, eight inside 50s against Hawthorne. And he's still not the best player in the competition. Expect a big game from him. I'm yeah. just saying. He has, he's just been simmering away like a like a broth or something. I don't know. I don't know what you do in the kitchen, but is that what simmers? Not a lot. I reckon Victoria does a lot more than I, as you can tell. <laughs> Brisbane v Essendon at the Gabba. Yeah. Um, we both obviously picked yes. Melbourne. Um, Brisbane v Essendon. This is going to be an interesting game. Yeah, second week on the road for the Bombers. Um, and, well, they've won five in a row. Did they play last week? They played Port Adelaide on it's Sunday. stiff, isn't it? Yeah, well, it get, it's, you know, that's what I'm saying. It's a bit unusual to have to yeah. jump on the, on the kite twice in, in that space of time. Yeah. Uh, Brisbane, five in a row, arguably, well, with alongside Collingwood, the, the form team of the competition, and they are unbeatable almost up at the Gabba. They are unbeatable. I think so. I'm going to end up picking Brisbane here. Um, Essendon, uh, the lowest pressure side in the AFL, and I think that doesn't hold up at the Gabba. I think Brisbane at the Gabba are a real pressure side because they know if they can put 
teams under pressure, they fumble, they slip and slide, and it turns it into a shit show. And then Brisbane go about their business on, on the outside. Bit of a wide ground as well. So, like from my experience, Brisbane teams put a lot of pressure on the inside of the game, but then they own the outside of the field. So, I think they'll be doing this against Essendon. I actually think Brisbane are going to win this pretty easily. Yeah, so do I. I. I think they spread so well at the Gabby. You just yeah. on the wings there. You're right, and you've played there. They just they and you know Josh Dunkley if he could. To try and replicate what he did last week. Um, you know whether that's possible or not. Who knows? But he's well, he's one of those guys, Josh Dunkley, that's come into the side this year clearly. And I, I think we expect a lot from you know big high profile recruits like a Josh Dunkley. Like he's a superstar. Comes on a new side in a good midfield, and you think, well, he's just going to make them so much better instantly. And he's had a bit of a slower start, but he's still been performing. Like he's still does what he's meant to do, but hasn't had those huge standout games which he did last week. It takes time. It really takes time for new teammates to come into the fold for you to, you know, as stupid as it sounds, just figuring out what the routine is inside the footy club, you know, every week that you come in, your locker, the setup, you're out of your routine and like players are creatures of habit. So look, I I think he'll probably get from strength to strength and be just such a massive part of their finals run this year, Brisbane, given the way he plays, a contested brand. Um, That's what I really liked from him on the weekend was he just looked really you can by the eye test you'd see how players are moving he looked like up and about i think he's starting to hit his straps a little bit brisbane i think win this pretty easily maybe dane zorko comes back Essendon will be it without their superstar defender jordan ridley he'll miss with concussion off the back of the rioli hit and i don't think Essendon will get too many back no but what we have seen from Essendon under brad scott they deserve credit for even in defeat against Port Adelaide, even in defeat against Collingwood. Mm. They, they, they've certainly been alongside St Kilda and Adelaide, the, the teams that have, one of the teams I think is deserves a big tick as we approach the third way part of the season. Who are you picking? Uh, oh, Brisbane. I've, you know, I've learnt my lesson with, with Brisbane. I think I tipped Carlton last week. What an idiot. I, I keep tipping against a team I've backed to win the flag. Okay. But uh, they are playing really good footy and they're bound for the top four, maybe top two if, if they can consolidate on the weekend I know you're an odds man so I know you'll know there's three games remaining yeah right? I and I know you'll know the odds for each of them yeah and you haven't no released, I'll to, yeah well, I've got one you game you haven't released your bottom art roughly the week yet just saying well I understand that just reminding I, you I thought you might have forgotten I'm sitting here next to you we're talking about these matches I am very cognizant of, uh, of what's <laughs> ahead of me sometimes I actually <laughs> question that skater Carlton v Western Bulldogs I need a screen to tell me what's happening <laughs> clearly Carlton v Western Bulldogs 5.30 Saturday uh, this, is a, this is a 50-50 game it is. Uh, the market suggests this as well, just for, for what it's worth. But I this, know. But this is a bigger game for Carlton than, than the Bulldogs because yep. of of where they're at. They have been... Yep. And I, expectations, maybe? Yeah, I mean, go back to the middle of last year and, and their fall away at the back end of the season, uh, who they've beaten this season... They're still in the eight. They're but, still in the eight, but that's... that's Bear in mind, they've got some... Well, really, Fremantle finished fifth last year and they're sitting 13th or something. Yeah, okay. But Carlton... Are sliding as we speak, they're sliding. Fremantle are sort of halted, I meandering. think. Meandering, yeah, they're just meandering. Um, their turnovers, um, have been have cost them dearly. And, and Michael Voss said it last week, their efforts been there, but their turnovers have been considering 85 points, um, last round. So that's a that's, that's huge. huge 85 points. That's so you think if you're kicking 100 points in a game, which is a really good result, 85 of them perhaps coming from that. I hadn't heard that stat before, but usually what that means, just thinking back to my time as a player, you either 
It's two things. So clearly your defensive structures behind the ball um, and and your system behind it maybe isn't working as well as you would like. Uh, it has a lot to do with the moment. You've heard me speak about that a lot on this podcast, Skeeter, is how quickly are your players when there is a turnover? Because turnovers happen, right? Every yeah. team has turnovers. Yeah. How quickly can you react? So I think that may be an issue with their midfield in Walsh, uh, Chera, Cripps. If you think about those guys, Walsh is incredibly Very attacking. Offensive. So, so is yeah. Chera. And, the and Cripps has never been a big defensive player. So I think that could be an issue. So maybe they had to look at the mix in there. But, but yeah, it was, but you can't change, can you, that quickly, the mindset I mean, Chera's of, had his best three weeks period in his career. Yeah, numbers-wise, he's been really good. Um, but if they're conceding 85 points off turnover, who gives a shit how many matter. touches he has? Yeah, and, and look, the Bulldogs' clearance work, I think they're ranked third in that department this season. So um, the Bont, he's going to miss Trelaw in terms of what he brings to that midfield mix. Yeah, that's a big injury. Yeah, no, it's Really is. big injury. Yeah, so I think, I think if Trelaw's playing... Bulldogs. Uh, Hugo Hagen's out too. Yeah, he got the. Yeah, so he's officially out. Yep. Okay, so that's that's difficult. That's that's why Carlton, I think, probably come into this game a bit more. I, the Bont's the player that obviously I, I've I'm got a man crush on, mm. and this year I think he deserves to be, if not Brownlow favourite, very close to it. Yes. Um, and I hope he wins a Brownlow to be honest, because I think he's one of those players you look back on and go, he's been a star. He's been a star, and deservedly so. I'm tipping the Bulldogs here, um, just because I don't trust Carlton at the moment. Yeah, that's a trust factor because on paper I think Colton should win, but mm. I'm picking the Bulldogs too. Yeah, I just—it's not a roughie though. No, I'm it's not right. to have that. I'm not, uh, yeah, okay. did, did I suggest for one moment so that it was a roughie? Trying to lead into it. No, sort of. no roughie here. I'm okay. t- tipping the Bulldogs, but again, this—if you're doing your footy tipping, this is the game. This is the game. Yeah, a fifty-fifty. Which you know, if you get it right, um, you know, other blokes, and other yes. girls getting it wrong, you're, you're probably going to get a little jump on them. Adelaide v St Kilda Sunday Adelaide Oval. Um, how are we looking at this one, Skater? Yeah, no, this is this is a test for for both sides because they're you know the two improvers or two of the three big improvers this year. No question about that. Yes. Um, Adelaide Oval. Adelaide Oval. Both sides, you know, they're they're trying to prove that they're the real deal. These are two sides that have been outside the eight last year that have both jumped up into the eight this year, and I think this game. Well, Adelaide's out of it right now, but they're you know aroundabouts. This game is a proving game. Absolutely. St Kilda have won two of their past three. They've only used 27 players this year, Scoey, which... Wow. That yes. is, I've looked at the injury list and they've had zero, like three or four weeks. Yeah, zero. But, but 27 players, remember their injury list has still been yeah. significantly high at the start of the year, but they've obviously... Is St Kilda, did you say? This is St Kilda. Oh, sorry. St. I think it's Adelaide. Yeah, St Kilda have used 27 players this year, the fewest of any team in the competition. So bear in mind the injury list. So wow. what, their injury list has gone there, but those guys that have Fill the that, void. Do you reckon that like weighs into Ross Lyon? We've heard Freo players speak about not. Oh yeah, I've heard him speak about favourites and guys that he's like. Well, you're my guy, and you're going to play that role. Do you reckon that's a little bit of that? Yeah, absolutely. Look, you know, and clearly choice as well. He probably doesn't have huge. Doesn't have no, forty players. To and you from. can say, mate, you've got this is your role for the mm. next you know, X number of weeks, and you, if you keep doing it well, the other bloke's not getting in. So mm. maybe there's an aspect. Obviously, um, it sounds like King's not going to play this week. Um, there's a you know right. top, there's a question mark over when he um, will will get the, the call up to the the AFL side. But yes. it's a it's, I, I, no question they would much as make sure that he is 100 percent right to go. Um, Adelaide been terrific all season. Look, he couldn't couldn't do much more than what they've done in over the past five or six weeks. Very tough to beat in Adelaide. They've got that home ground advantage back to them. Um, they play the ground well. Their midfield's going exceptionally well. Um, 
Dawson still continues to have just such a great season. I'm still, I'm still stuck on the fact that he's captain after in his second year. Yeah. I just think that's incredible. And then the way he's backed it up, like you see some guys get the captaincy and go backwards. He's just, he's just playing out of his mind. Rory, what a trade that is. Oh yeah, and Rory Led just racks up getting numbers. Max Michael Annie. Oof. I must admit, I, again, he's one of those unsung defenders that have just got the job done alongside... Is he a first, is he a first year? I don't think he's a first right. year. His father's son, I think, right. under, under the SNFL. He's been good. He's been really good. I mean, as we've mentioned this, Hinge, um, Butts, um, yeah, Murray. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of uh, a little bit of arousal over the Adelaide back line. So, I'm aroused by them, but I'm actually... This is my bottle mark. What is? Ruffy of, of the week. What is? St. Kilda to beat Adelaide. That's a Ruffy. It is a roughie. Two dollars thirty, uh, uh, St Kilda. So top top four to a top four side is a oh my. F- Can someone send? Okay, it's a it's a roughie. So who's favourite in this game? And by significant, Bottle Mart roughie of the week. Start your footy weekends at Bottle Mart. Grab your shelters where Bottle Mart has you covered. Like we love Bottle Mart, but I think we're disrespecting. No, them we're not. We're not respecting anybody. Seriously, footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au. If anyone has a definition of a roughie, I'd like you to address an email to Mark Reddings. And send it in because I think you're absolutely off the mark here, Skate. They're, tr- they're, they're a dollar sixty. They're a dollar sixty. I know Adelaide. that's so cer- two dollars no certainty. And they're a top four side, St Kilda. I don't look at the ladder. I just go on. What, what, this was should be a lay down reserve for Adelaide at home. This is what, how they've been playing this year. <laughs> St Kilda would be very lucky don't, to get in five goals, and that's why I that. think they're the roughie of the week. Don't do that. I'm picking Adelaide. For <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't give a shit. <laughs> Last game of the week, Collingwood GWS, Sunday MCG. Hopefully you're all following the tips at home. Uh, yeah. Collingwood GWS. I thought you were leading to tip GWS here. I thought you were actually – I thought you'd actually left that off. And you, oh, you, I don't know. What, can, can I tell you when I, I pick my bottle mark roughly of the week? Yeah. About five seconds before I, I get to the game. I, I know. <laughs> I know. GWS Collingwood. Do GWS have any chance whatsoever in this game Sunday at the MCG? Only chance they have is if Toby Green is declared fit to play. Right. Um, yes. they, were, they were pretty brave last week. In fact, I can't remember them. I'm sure they have been, but against the Eagles, they were, when I say touched up, they were beaten by four or five goals, I think. Mm-hmm. But they have been, Adam Kingsley, the results haven't been all Ws. Yeah. But, you know, beaten by 15 by the Bulldogs. They've won three games this year. All of those games. Hawthorne. Yes. A last gasp thriller. Adelaide in round one, they came from the clouds. Right. I think it's, uh, and the Sydney Swans. Yes. And the, that was Toby Green magic at the end. So, Nothing's come easy for Adam Kingsley in his first year as coach. Um, He'd be in trouble if he lost all those three, though. Yeah, well... Because they were very easily could have gone the other way. Totally. The Hawthorne be, and the Sydney game. They could have, you know, donuts on the would have been. I actually would have been on the money if my pick for the... I picked them for Wooden Spoon. Would have, could have. So you're going through all the matches that they... Anyway, Who's gonna win? to be fair, Collingwood wins. Um, and we've, we've spoken so much about Magpies. Um, player availability, here's one for you. I think if, if Scotty Pendlebury... Yes. Uh, and Collingwood win on the weekend, mm. he t- overtakes Kevin Bartlett as the player to have the most number of wins ever at the Melbourne Cricket Ground. Really? Yeah. That's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, it's a great record. And, and Scotty Penelope. Unsurprising given how much of a legend of the game he is. Yeah, but and KB, of course, start. KB played as Richmond, their home ground being there. You know, had such a great record. So, Scotty Penelope, I think, um, barring a disaster, uh, gets that record to himself on the weekend. I'll give you a random stat. Mason Cox, yep. our friend Mason, he's won a hit out from 55% of ruck contests he's been in, the second highest in the AFL. Why don't they play him in the ruck more? 
Good question. He's, he's more a forward ruck, isn't he, than a ruck forward? Yeah. Um, like they started Kruger in the ruck on the weekend. Do you, do you rate Mason Cox as and I'm seriously as a as a genuine bona fide um, player? For instance, just for argument's sake, if if Nick Natanui retires at the end of this year, is he a player that you'd want as your first ruck? No. Okay. Um, I still think he struggles around the ground, and he can be hot and cold. Footy nows. Yeah, and that's, and that's that's understandable. The kind of criticism, but yeah. it's factual. Yeah. Um, if he could improve his consistency, which I think he probably has, you think about it. He's definitely tall. He is. He is tall. And he's talented. I mean, that. the guy's got some. Oh, well, mate, if he can do what he's done in games, you know, prelim final, he's, he's Queen's birthday prelims, yeah. all that grand final. Like, mate, he played well in stages in that grand final as well. So. Um, no, nah, but it's a no from me. Um, Pete from Collingwood. Yeah, so am I. Socials, Shelter Footycast. Footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au is our email. Skeeter's got a two-day countdown before he can get a shelter into him, and he cannot wait. Uh, and I've also got a quest, quick question for you. Now, this is a legitimate question. Now, is, it, is it a legitimate question? You know, it's a legitimate question. question. You can take the piss or whatever. But I went to a movie with my wife last night called Love Again, which was a chick flick, which, you know, it was... Did you, you know, that? Thanks to Sony and Kathy for giving the invite. No, I didn't pick it. I got invited to it. Now, I also so accepted invite to go to a John Farnham uh, documentary movie tonight as well, at down at Inaloo. The only issue is, after I accepted, and I've said for two people, my wife now has to work Victoria, uh, Country Road. My daughters, who I asked, said no. I asked a couple of mates, would you like to come? They said unavailable. So I'm now left with the possibility of going to a movie by myself tonight. Is that a complete loser um, scenario for me? I don't know how many ways I can take this. One, you haven't invited me. Well, I've only, uh, What's it called? What it's saying? a John Farnham documentary. Oh, You're 34. God. You couldn't give a, a flying. I know that. Um, so that's what I'm saying to you. I am trying to work out if I walk in there alone today with popcorn and uh, say chop on. You it, can't do that. It had a you, bad look. You can't. <laughs> what time is it? It's 6.30. Time? No, you, if, it was like a two, if it was a two o'clock, I'd, I'd give it a pass. Like, as in, well, oh, some dodgy men's cinema. No, I'm not doing no. that. <laughs> I'm not sure what the dodgy cinema is, but no, 2 p.m. afternoon on a weekday. Like, so I can't walk in there tonight with my head held I high. wouldn't have thought. <laughs> I wouldn't have thought. You're not heading, you're not heading into a nightclub by yourself either. You've got, you got to have friends, mate. It's more like sitting in a restaurant by yourself eating. I find that a bit strange. A Some people bit. do it. No, no, I get it. But I'm asking you as a mate, as a confidant, uh, to maybe just give me some advice. Would I just not just don't turn up? Because she knows if I don't turn up, because I said to her last night, I feel a bit strange coming by myself because I've got any friends to come with me. <laughs> just don't go. You can't go, mate. You absolutely can't go. Jaden, Jaden, no, you can't go. You can't go. Victoria, my wife, says I've got to go because the promoter was there last night. And oh, I, no. She said... No. She, but how many how many celebrity lists are you on? No, no. Like, what, what's going I've on got, here? I've got I've been I've oh, been to the movies twice oh. in in two nights. I haven't been to the movies for two years, so yeah, don't worry. Going to Melbourne with invites and you're Lords. in you're in you're in top, you're going to Lords. <laughs> when are you going? Uh, end of June. Okay, we'll have to get a replacement here on the footy cast. Well, what about gonna, wishing me good luck over there? Well, Guys, fuck yourself. How's that sound? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, John Farnham Docker. If I go tonight, no, I've got to still weigh that up. Scully says I'm a loser, and I'm um, I'm happy to wear uh, that. I'm with your uh, daughters on this one, mate. You're a loser. <laughs> See you next week. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.